We back, we back, we back. Yes. So, let me let my shit play out, man. I don't know what the fuck just happened. Why the fuck not, man? You understand me? I'm just drinking champagne. Uh-huh. Let's get it. Woo! That my swagger is created. You cannot listen to these haters out here, man. Welcome back to the podcast, man. Ooh, goddamn. Queens and kings. Welcome. Cheers. Black love, black excellence, human love, human excellence. Let's get it. Like I was telling y'all, I've been away for a while. Uh, understand me? Life is going good. I feel healthier than ever. I just came to LA, you know what I mean? From Detroit. Just graduated. And, um,. Already, I done snuck in the Grammy parties, man. Like I told y'all, man, already, it's lit. I done snuck in the Grammy parties. And I mean, when you're here in L.A., I want to be an actor. I am going to be an actor. And I'm going to do DJing. And I'm going to have a great podcast. I want multiple streams of revenue. Not more than, more so than that, I want to make sure that my people succeed. I want to make sure that the black man, the black culture has multiple revenues. We can all get money. It, there is no reason for classism. There is no reason for racism. We can all get money. And black people, if we stick together, we can take over the world because they don't want to see that. You know what I mean? And my white brothers that are with us, thank you. My white sisters that are with us, thank you so much. We appreciate all the help that we can get and all the keys that y'all have that unlock certain doors that we may not be able to unlock because of y'all less melanin, y'all able to unlock it. That's cool. I appreciate it. Just leave that motherfucker open. You know what I mean? So cool. Let's get into it, man. Since I've been gone, man, I keep on telling y'all about this Grammy situation. So, dog, what happened was a nigga pulled up with his roommate to the Grammy spot, right? It was at Hotel Roosevelt in L.A. So we get there, right? And they just, it's a line out the world. The who's is who's is here. You know what I mean? All the Instagram sensations. So I'm like, damn, okay, they letting everybody in. But if you normal, you know what I mean? If they don't recognize you, you're not getting in. So I'm like, fuck, how am I going to get in? Out of nowhere, my roommate sees a little tarp. You know what I mean? That they like, you know those tarps that they shoot uh, red carpet on? And it might say like Hennessy Backwood, you know what I mean? E Entertainment, BT Entertainment type of deal. It was one of those, but it was blocking a driveway. So he's like, he looks behind me, he's like, yo, G. I'm like, yep, say no more. I'm instantly back there, like, trying to figure out what's going on. So I hop back behind the turf. I go up some stairs, go down some stairs. This is where everybody's trying to get into. I instantly bump into the security guard. He apologizes, like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I didn't even see you right there. I'm like, no, man, it's okay. No problem, man. I just came out here to grab a, some air real quick. You dig? So... He's like, yeah, man, have a great night. I'm like, cool. I'm instantly in the party. Nigga, I call up Jordan like, Jay, nigga, go through the same way I just came through, nigga. Bump into the security guard. He gonna apologize to you, you understand me? And we lit. And when I swear to God, that's what happened. Nigga, we get in there, man. I'm talking about 
the who's who's. I'm partying with Drum. I'm partying with Riley Reed. I'm partying with Soldier Boy. I'm partying with, oh my God, I don't even want to name drop no more, but my nigga, like, dog, you can just imagine. I mean, niggas from Joe Black Podcast was there. This nigga Guru was, ah. Uh, all right, so look, so look. And when I tell you I snuck in, it's because I walk in like I own the place. I don't make a fool of myself. I didn't come here to party. I came here to network. I didn't come here to look cool and sit in a corner and just like look at everybody or go up to anybody and ask for a picture. That's what I don't do. That's the number one thing to not do. Number two thing to not do is sit still. Meet some of these people. Network with some of these people, man. Ain't nobody too cool, bro. Everybody was born and everybody is going to die. We are all visitors of this planet, man. And if you don't understand that, I feel sorry for you, man. I don't, I don't know, man. You're just arrogant, man. God put you here to love people, man. Not for you to try to rule the world. Nobody can rule the world. Everybody has to die. No amount of money that I know so far has kept somebody alive forever. No matter how rich you are, you gonna die. And that's just what it is, man. So you gotta love everybody, man. This is a world about good karma. There's a universe out there. It is more than the world, you know what I mean? So back to the situation, man. I'm at this Grammy party, he's having a great time. You know, just talking to everybody. And I just learned that, man, you can make it. You can be anywhere you want to be. <coughs> you can be anywhere you want to be. All you got to do is put yourself there. All right, man. So let's get into this situation of the black culture, man. This Jesse Smut guy, Jesse Smullett. I don't know how you say his name. The guy from Empire, man. I hate I hate that this happened, man. Because like this guy, he just fucked it up. He just fucked it up for everything, man. You know what I mean? If we if there's ever a case of the KKK really, really doing something to black people, President Trump can always just refer back to this moment. And that's no good. That's no good because he's he's right. We cannot leave President Trump any space, any margin to be right. Nothing. You're wrong in every sense. You understand me? So, Jesse, man, I, I mean, I hate to say cancel you, but you, you know, I was listening to, um, shout out to the Joe Button podcast, and they were just saying that, you know what I mean? It really is critical thinking. I'm, I'm sorry. If you don't like critical thinking, this podcast is not for you. I'm going to tell you right now. You don't even have to listen no more. I, I, I enjoyed you. I'm glad that you're here. I offer you to stay more and hear of my thoughts, but they are very crazy. I really have visionary streams of consciousness. You understand me? Like, I, I go into deep. And we will have more people on this show. You know what I mean? This show is going to be a hell of a show. I'm going to do pop-up podcasts everywhere. I never know where I'm going to film. It usually will be about black excellence or it might just be about the hottest topics and what's going on today or where I am because I plan to be some crazy places. Back to the story. Shit, what was I saying? 
yeah, Jesse, bro, you, you, you can't do that, man. You, you fucking up. You fucking up everything because Joe Budden was saying that the fucking, oh, man, dude. Damn, he said that he's going to blame suicide and depression and all type of, he just hired a crisis management team. So, if you don't know what crisis management team does, they manage crisis like this. <laughs> and it's just not good, man. Jesse, you because you're about to get exited off of Empire, you don't go and tweak on the whole black culture and blame somebody that actually does wrong on you just getting exited out of a role. I don't watch Empire, but Jesse, if you got on the Empire, you you probably talented. So unless you feel like somehow you're gonna lose this talent, or you did something shisty like this to get in the Empire, why would you do this? Why wouldn't you let your talent speak for yourself, brother? That's not smart, man. Come on, we all make mistakes. And yeah, the black culture is forgiving, but. Jesse, bro, you got to come out and just say, hey, bro, I tweak, bro. My bad. My bad. And you might have to chill out, bro. You might have to find another stream of revenue. And acting might not be it. But you cannot tweak on the whole fucking black culture like that, dog. That shit not cool, bro. That shit not cool. Which leads me into my next topic, which is interrogate. Interrogate. Whoa, shit, I'm fucking up. Let me take another sip. <laughs> Integrity. Integrity versus money. Monique versus Uncle Steve. Auntie versus Aunt. Man, I would like to hear y'all. I would like to know y'all opinions, man. Because my opinion, honestly, is just... Monique is right. You know what I mean? You, you have to have integrity in this game. But... Steve, man, I understand you gotta. He who holds the gold makes the rules. There is enough gold now in the black community that we should we should definitely have our own rules now. But that goes with the streaming services. Monique, if you're not rocking with Netflix, go with Revolt. See if Diddy will throw you some money. Go with Jay Z. See if he'll put your special up on title. And everybody that has title will see it. And then word of mouth. Like back in the day. So now you driving people to go get title. Now it's black. That's black excellence. Okay. Netflix not fucking with you, queen. I got you. Here you go. Jay-Z, you got the money. How much do you think Monique is really worth? They said 500000 And they gave Chris $60 million. I don't think that you should give... Mo, mo 60, but maybe, maybe see what her, you know, I mean, algorithm was and her trajectory was on her last tours. Give her 2.5 and let her continue to do the show. Don't contract her down to a two year limit. So now she can't go and perform and get more money. Let her do more money. That's black excellence. The love, we don't hold you down. We just uplift you. If I got it, here. Now you got it. That's black love. 
That's keeping your integrity and that's getting money. Now you make Netflix want to grab it for the next special. Damn, Mo, we didn't understand. We didn't know he was going to drive that much force to his. Because everybody's checking out everybody's algorithm. You can believe that. We didn't know that you was going to drive that much service, that much attention to that streaming company. No, we, we, we'll take you next time. Here's 70. Cool. Black love. And then that's your choice whether you want to join the NFL or stand with title. It's all up to you. I don't, and I don't know how people are feeling about that. You know, that's another thing. I don't know how people are feeling about Colin. I personally stood with Colin. I'm not the biggest NFL fan, but still, nigga, I stood with you because I already thought the NFL was like that. I already think the NCAA is like that. That shit been bogus, man. You're not going to pay these kids, but you make a fucking bill off they name? How many people come? How many alumni come? Spend money at the game. Too many. Most of those students go to school because they love that team. As well as their degree, they love that team. That shit is rooted in their blood. I grew up around white kids. I know. I know they've been wearing Michigan since they were a baby. That they grandfather's grandfather went to Michigan. I know how that shit go. Oh, no, my, my grandfathers were slaves. That's okay, though. I'm one of the first black men to graduate from college in my family. I'm proud of that. I went to Columbia College, Chicago, you know what I mean? And it wasn't easy, but I did that. And if you don't go to school, I still commend you. You don't gotta go to school to make a dollar. You just gotta be smart. You gotta have hustle. Cause people that don't go to school, best believe they got experience. They wasn't just doing nothing while you was in school. They was out in the real world getting experience. So, that being said, man, you just, Mo, Unk, y'all both have great points, but black excellence has to stand with black excellence, man. We all have to just come together. Mo, you, you at the same time, auntie, you can't be telling people, suck your dick, especially the black leaders. I get what you're saying. They paid you 50000 that motherfucker made $62 million. Somebody should speak up. Like I said, 2.5. And continue to do your thing. Somebody should speak up. Whether they just split that between the billionaires. And, 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 and it is nobody's business. I'm not blaming Jay-Z or Diddy to say, yeah, come and save Monique. Nigga, that don't have nothing to do with me. But as black excellence, come on, man. That got everything to do with everybody. We got to set the trend. Y'all the older OGs. Set the trend. There's no reason why there's not a union in hip-hop right now. Everybody has a union. The SAG after. you Are you union or are you non-union? When you're an actor, you got to have a union. When you're the trucker, you got to have a union. Sure, the factory's got to have a union. Boosters or something like that. I swear, didn't... didn't um. 
Then Jimmy Hoffa has something to do with like unions and 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 that shit. Bro, the producers, Swiss, Tim, the smart people, LL Cool J, the people that have the Harvard business degrees. We should be whipping up something in the kitchen right now to come up with unions. So that way the older OGs are still eating. As well as the young, if you provided in this game, there's no reason why you should be out here. You should be kicked back, recuperating, reciprocating love, getting those residuals. But that come with the black excellence and the black mind. I don't know how to put it together because I don't know the music business. But I know that maybe saying this, this is going to spark somebody to do it. So I, I just, if, if that, I don't, how do you sell ideas? If somebody could tell me that, I would be the man. Because I got hella ideas, man. I just need, I need to know how to sell them. Because I don't have the resources to make them happen. But I, I got hella ideas and they're written down. They don't just pop up in the head. But back to Auntie and Unc, man. Y'all both have great points. I just think that we all have to stick together. And it's, and it's great to have arguments like that. So that way, you know what I mean, your nephew can see. I appreciate that. So that way I know it's real. But we got to stand together. Speaking of that, speaking of standing together, man, that, that just goes into where I was at this weekend, man. The PATH, the Pan-African Film Festival. It was it was just amazing. You know what I mean? Uh, just about, It was all black films. And... They weren't shot on the fucking iPhone. They were shot on real cameras. They weren't bootleg. They were real films. They were real Stanley Nielsen productions. They were great. Shout out to Stanley Nielsen. That was one of the best films I've seen in a while. It was a documentary about black people called Boss. I cannot wait for that to get distributed. Jay-Z. Please revolt. Please pick that up. Kevin, please put it on Laugh Network. Kevin, nigga, holla at Mo. You a comedy. You in the comedy lane. How could I forget? But anyway, that we on to another subject now. The, the black business, man, the film festival, it was just amazing. Dude, there were so many black people. It was in, like, uh, I don't know where this place was, like Baldwin Hills. Yeah, Baldwin Hills in, in L.A. Dude, it, it was really beautiful. There's so many black people and Latino people, but every film was, not every film was black. There was people from Switzerland that uh, went into the film festival and they were all great. Most of them were black. 93% of these films, oh shit, 97, let's be real. 97% of these films were black. And the ones that I did see, I went on Saturday and Sunday and I helped set up on, I believe, uh, Friday. And I didn't go Saturday. But the ones I did see, they were amazing. Which, shout out to Boss, man. Boss was just amazing. And I saw a series of short films. It was just amazing. Uh, 
Let's get in. Let's get into it though. Let's get into boss, man. Boss, just something that everybody black needs to see. Diddy, your monastery needs to have this film playing. It's a great documentary. It shows from how slaves, black men were freed and we owned till now and how we're free and we own. I'm talking about they go from the film starts off by saying black men, when they were free from slave, white man told them, you know, you should buy your land. Fuck the 400 years that you put in for work. You should buy your land. It'll make you feel better. Because now there's this new concept of money. Since, obviously, you're free and we're going to have to trade up things. Shit just can't be. We got it. Shit just can't be free no more. So, they're like, okay. Boom. They buy their shit. They invest in this bank called Freedmen's Bank. This Freedmen's Bank, you know, their propaganda was putting... U.S. Grant and Abraham Lincoln, men, white men that freed black slaves of that day, they put them as their poster boy. So, of course, black men thought, oh, of course, this is good to go. This is good to go. Black men worked hard for like over 100 years. The white man just laughed because he knew that one day he could take any of this at any time. And that's exactly what he did. After about 100 years of working, I believe, maybe about 70 years, it was something. Don't let me get the number started. But after a great amount of years of working, they stole $1.2 billion from us. Now, could you imagine in 18 to 1900, this is not... This is not 2000. This is in the 1800s. They stole 1.5 billion from us. We had acquired that much. How? Through selling, through barbershops. Barbershops were the most lucrative business. It was cash. People needed haircuts. Hair grows all the time. It's one thing that you're going to need all the time. It's not seasonal. So, between between all of that, oh my God, they said that there was just like, you know, they, they had like 40 businesses in this one town. And they just, they stole all of it. And if I'm not mistaken, that one was before later on which was the I'm sorry I'm talking so slow y'all alright so that was before the fucking uh, you know the black market yo when the black wall street and then they stole more money from us then oh my god man I'm getting so sad right now that's why I was talking slow alright so Basically, you know what I mean? They stole the fucking money from us. We got to start looking into businesses. And then the film goes on to explain how, you know, as the years come, we start getting back our stuff by singing and dancing. That was another stream of income that 
they had to come and see us. They could not deny the music. Music is universal. Now you get up to your Barry Gordy. Now, because the record label was owning everything before Barry Gordy, and people, older acts, could not receive residuals. Because, yeah, you created this art, but once you're done singing, how do you, how do you maintain? People are still buying your records. Your records are still classics, but you're not receiving any of that money. So this is where Barry Gordy comes in. Motown, Detroit, baby. I'm talking about, they just talk about Barry Gordy as one of the brightest men. You know, self-made, millionaire, billionaire. Well, maybe 100, yeah, maybe just millionaire. But 100% ownership in his company is key. They talk about Ida B. Wells, how she was the first lady with the print press doing her motherfucking thing. I mean, she had she had her own print press and people had to come and see. And the white people were so mad that they that they ran her out of her Mississippi, I believe, or Missouri, I believe. And she had to run all the way to Chicago. And she never returned. But she still printed out her paper and people still read it. It was the number one buying thing. AJ Ganston, CJ Madam Walker. She was the first lady millionaire ever. Fuck being white, Japanese, Italian, Korean, Fuji, Australian, Switzerland, German, Russian, all that shit. Brazilian, Caucasian, Canadian. She was the first millionaire lady. Black. She started up her own business with this hair company. And what made her a millionaire was because she offered these services to black women that they could then make money off of and show other black women. And this was the first time women were actually doing something besides standing in the house and making sandwiches. No offense to ladies because y'all are beautiful women, but you get what I'm saying. They finally were allowed to work and actually make money. What the white man would have paid them for a month, they made in one day. You have to love a woman like Madam C.J. Walker. That's who I want to be my wife. A woman that's going to give back to the community 10 times fold. Fuck showing you the fish. I'm going to teach you how to get him. That will always, always be better. You don't need me no more. This is something that you can pass on. I'm not afraid to lose it. It's not mine to have. And that's good karma. That's love. Madam CJ Walker, thank you so much. Ida B. Wells, baby, you sexy as hell. Thank you so much. Ken Frazier of Merck. He stood with Trump for a little bit. And then, you know what I mean? Things got hectic and he had to step out. That may be the only bad thing I heard about him. But even when he stepped out, that was a real nigga. That was a real nigga move. Because he was a very big endorser. He was like a, you know what I mean? He, he was endorsing like a motherfucker, bro. Best believe that part. But the motherfucker is bad, bro. Let me look up some, um, 
Let me look up what he do real quick. He got this medicine coming, basically, bro. But nigga is bad. The, the boy is bad. <laughs> so Ken Carlton Frazier, born 19, December 17, 1954, is an American business executive. He is the chairman and CEO of pharmaceutical company Merck & Co., known as SMD, MSD, outside of North America. After joining Merck & Co. as a general counsel, he directed his company's defense against legislation over anti-inflammatory drug Vioxx. Frazier is the first man to the first black man to lead a major pharmaceutical company. He was elected American. Okay, well, the point is, bro, the nigga got billions, bro. Uh, Frazier said the case was a significant challenge he had ever faced. He chose to fight all the cases in court rather than settle them all quickly. The remaining cases were settled in 2000 for 4.85 billion. God damn. Frazier sold 6,000 shacks were sold at, damn, he sold 60,000 shares of his firm stock. Well, his firm stock at $64.44. Where's my calculator at? Calculator. Sixty thousand times sixty-four dot four four equals boom. Oh, he made three million, three point eight million six hundred and sixty-four thousand dollars off of just selling his shares. But when I tell you that's just play money for the nigga, the nigga got billions. I cannot wait for this documentary to be released for the black people, man. This black, this documentary is everything you need right now, man. Let me get some music playing in the background real quick with my dry ass voice. How long have you been recording for? 30 minutes? I hope you're still here, man. If you're still here, you're still on your break, man. Thank you for fucking with me so much, man. Let me get some shit going in the background real quick. But anyway, so we got that in the back. Um, yeah, Ken Frazier. Oh, okay, boom. So the movie also talks about Maynard Jackson. If you don't know who Maynard Jackson is, Maynard Jackson is a black mayor, and he held the position for decades, okay? The reason why I say that, in order to change the black culture, we have to get government jobs. We have to. There's no way that we can win without being in. I like that. You can't win without being in. And what I mean by that is that you have to be in the system, not in the jail system, but in the presidential system, the judge system, the government system. We have to be the judges. We have to be the one to do the sentencing. It's real different if I'm sentencing my cousin. 
whether than this white man. It's real different if I'm sentencing my godson than me than me sentencing this white man. It's different when that same person of color is faced to sentence you because they're looking at the crime through their eyes. They may have done some crime growing up. They may have not been the perfect soul. You black in America. You gonna have trouble, man. It's okay. This was a mistake. You don't deserve 35 years behind a mistake because you stole a car and you crashed into a restaurant at two o'clock in the morning and it was closed on an empty street. You didn't do no harm to nobody. That restaurant got insurance. Man, sit your ass down for a year and a half. You know what I mean? Sit your ass down for eight months. For real, for real. If I could have it my way. Sit your ass down for six months. Eight months. What was you running away from? First of all, you know what I mean? That that was too broad. But I'm saying, man, if you if you were a 17-year-old, man, and you was just scared to get caught because you was just being wild, man, with your friends, as long as everybody is safe, man, yeah, sit your, man. Sit your ass down for a second, man. You know what I mean? You're not a grown man till you probably like 32. I mean, growing up in the black community, you do grow up pretty fast, so you are maturing very, very quicker. But the point is, everybody makes mistakes, man, and we have to be in to win. All these long, uh, crucial punishments, that shit could stop. So that's what I'm saying by Maynard Jackson. He's a black mayor. And when I say he was the shit, I mean, he was the shit. Look him up. Look up him. Look him up on YouTube. Before you look up any new song, look up Maynard Jackson. Look up Ida B. Wells. Look up Rail Investments. R-A-R-I-E-L Investments. Look up. Madam C.J. Walker. Look up A.J. Gangston. Look up Ken Frazier. Look up Harold Washington. You want to look up somebody? Look up Reginald Lewis. That could be every black man. You want something that inspires you to look him up? The motherfucker got $985 million. 100% ownership. A bad motherfucker, man. We could all be here. Black owned. They need us. We don't need them. When businesses is doing bad, guess what color they in? But when they doing great, (laughs) guess what color they are? Man. It's that simple, man. It is that simple. Yes, it is. The reason why I said we need mayors is because a mayor can serve forever. A mayor is what's going to change the community. Maynard Jackson changed the community because he served more than just four years. I think he served like nine. But the thing is, he served more than four. John M. Cone, 
born 1960, died 2014, was the mayor of Brooklyn, Ohio from 1948 to 2000, making his term the longest consecutive term of any mayor in the United States until 2008. Hill Moore took over the top spot, served from September 22, 1949 to 2004. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. To December 4th, 2012. You understand what I'm saying? You know how much, you know what you can do? You know what you could change in a city? A black-owned city? Maynard, he was making sure the contracts were mandatory half and half. When he was in the city and they were building the city, only 3% of black contractors got to build the city. That's the most important revenue in the city is building, is real estate. And you telling me 97% of that is going to the lighter melanin, our, whiter, our white brothers? That's not fair. We got to change that. So we're going to make half of this go to the brothers. That's what we're going to do. And that's what he did. And it just provided so much revenue, legal revenue. That's what we need is legal revenue. Enough with getting locked up. You're not, you're not going to make no money selling crack no more, man. It's over. You really love a game like that? Get you a dispensary. Do your thing that way, legally. Shout out to Harold Washington, man. Chicago stand up. I really don't know what Kamala Harris is doing. You know what I mean? I know that she's a black leader. You know, I know Andrew Gillum is a black leader. I know Keisha, uh, Keisha Bottoms, Keisha Bottomfield. She's the mayor of Atlanta. I'm not sure her name, but uh, I'm not sure her last name, but man, I love my black people, man. I just want to see us do good, man. And shout out to all my white brothers and sisters once again, man. It's nothing against y'all, man. I just got to see my people do better because I know we can do better. I know that we can put ourselves in position for decades to make changes in our community. I know that we can be the next Reggie Lewis's. I understand it's going to be some Ray Lewis's that kneel on both knees. But it's also going to be some Reggie Lewis's. Shout out to Reginald Lewis, man. $985 million man, 100% ownership type shit. And that just goes into boycotting Gucci, man. You know what I mean? Boycott that shit. It's cool to spend money with black people, man. We got black designers out here, man. We got Tracy Mills, man. We got Virgil Abloh, man. What's 2 Chainz boy that just did his Versace's with him? We shouldn't, we shouldn't even be getting those. I hate to cock block, you know what I mean, on, on, on that type of black shit. But if you're going to get Virgil, get Off-White. Don't get the Louis Vuitton. Just because they ain't did shit recently, bro. Trust me, man. They don't want you wearing they shit. You need to support black-owned. 
and look for your locals. Look for your dope locals. There are dope young black people that really know how to get the shits, that really got the materials that you like, that really custom fitted to your size. You just haven't tried because you're worried about a price point, man. They're going to give it to you for a good price. If, if you're worried about a price, then tell them that, man. But if you're not worried about a price, then you really don't got no reason to not shop with them, man. Because they make dope shit. I just named out. I just said Virgil. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't you know what I mean? I know, like, a couple other people, but that's for you to research, man, in your, in your city, man. Fuck with locals. Fuck with the young black. You know what I mean? Fuck, shit. Start making merch the shit to wear. You like an artist? Grab his merch. Grab his St. John merch. Grab that Joe Button podcast merch. Grab that Astro World that's done by Virgil merch. It's plenty ways to be fresh and still have integrity. I think that's why I'm gonna name this podcast, man. Still have integrity, dog. And that's all I want my black people to have, man. We gotta boycott Gucci for more than three months if you can't afford it. And then look up all the companies under Gucci. You know, I shop at Zara. I don't shop at H&M no more. I don't know if they're owned by the same people. I just looked it up the other day and it, it was looking like they were and I was kind of sad to be honest. But like shit, until I find somebody, I know I definitely can't wear Gucci. I definitely can't just go like that, dog. I understand, bro. It's going to the same source, whatever. My nigga, we going to find black. I just copped Cardo's new line. Shout out to Mamadou. That shit is hard. C'est bon. Say bon. It's all good. It's all good. We got to start supporting our own. Shout out to Cardo. He just won a fucking Grammy. I was rocking his shit Grammy weekend. I rocked this shit to the Grammy award party. Then the next day he wins a Grammy, man. That's fresh as fuck. And I was in there chopping it up with people. I wasn't too cool to just be in my own circle. Fuck being in your own circle, bro. You came here to network. You a visitor of this planet. I hope y'all understand, man. I hope I'm not going on too much of a rant, man. I just want to see my black people succeed, man. Shout out to Derek Grace, man. Shout out to the in-home banking system, man. Shout out to keeping the money in the black community for more than fucking six hours, man. Six years. You know what I mean? T.I., I'm talking to you now, man. Tell these people we not boycotting for six months. Tell them we boycotting for a whole year. Tell them that we boycotting until June 20th, 2021. Tell them that. Tell them let's keep the black dollar in the black community just for two years. And on the day that they burnt down the black market, the black Wall Street, let's let's calculate how much did we come in? How much money did we keep coming in? How little went out? 
I find it very ironic that that shit happened 99 years ago. It's about time for a change. Kings and queens. Queen. Tell this nigga. We know we stronger than you. But we know you smarter than us, man. Next time you suck that nigga dick, just, you know, tell him, nah, baby, you love you love Ida B. Wells, you better make sure that nigga know who it is, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Make sure that nigga know. Start buying Madam C.J. Walker products. She still has products out that are great for black women. Man, I just want to see my black women do better. And you doing great right now. Shout out to all my queens. I love y'all. Shout out to all the Deltas, all the AKAs, all the Zetas. I see you, baby. just brings me into the everybody eating in the entertainment. I feel like everybody can eat in this entertainment industry. I just thought about it like this. If most of the entertainment industry is recorded in LA or New York, you know, a little bit in Chicago, a little bit in Florida, Texas, whatever, Atlanta. Middle America really makes the food, makes the products is the factory. Why can't everybody eat? Why can't middle America sit back, watch Netflix, build the cameras that the West Coast and the East Coast record with? See what I mean? And we all keep money. And that's how we help the economy out. The black market is always going to do what the black market do. Ain't no stopping that. As you see, that's going to do what it's going to do. But what I'm saying is that we could all succeed. So many ways. Black people, we got to start coming together. I don't really have much more to say, man. Nappy Hitter Kings podcast. We back at it, man. Episode three. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I'll see y'all next week.